and gentlemen to the 17th episode of the Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud. It feels good to be back with all of you agents out there, of course, for yet some more Valorant talk. Troy, how you feeling? Man, I'm feeling good. You can't, you know, we came off a weekend with the Pop Flash tournament, which was just like four days, I believe it was, of craziness. Uh, just some great games. Uh, I was hyped up, man. Like, when I wasn't playing Valorant, I was watching Valorant this weekend. Hmm. No, that's fair, man. Yeah, it was it was great. And you know what's surprising about the Pop Flash tournament is they did it all live in studio. Of course, the players were all at home, but they did it live in the studio, which is surprising given how COVID has been in effect. So now I'm curious, will more studios kind of follow suit or not? I know there were a couple people surprised they were doing it live. What do you think? Do, do you think now we're going to start seeing more live events thought, take place? I thought you were going to say you're surprised Envy made it to the final. I thought that was the first thing you were going to no, say. No, no, super- no, no. We'll, we'll, but we'll talk more they, about that later. I'm, oh, I'm happy they, they, they made it. Envy had a good weekend, Troy. They did. They, they, they won did. champs with, yeah. with uh, Dallas, Dallas they as, came as well. In- but it, Look, we're gonna get into this. And then they a came in second. In second. Yeah, we'll get into it. But but they they came into this tournament uh, ranked up, I think, at number seven amongst their peers, mm-hmm. and they had some. They had a little chip on their shoulder because this came up multiple times, like the peer rating or ranking going into this weekend, right? Right. And and they came in at like number seven, and of course they're like, no, we're a top five team, and everybody else didn't think so. Sure enough, they came out second place. But yeah, we'll talk about that more in a second. But yeah, man, I mean. Really, um, I, I think what's happening for me is it continues to turn an eye on how popular Valorant is, and mm-hmm. it is in that neat, in that little niche, right? It is a niche type sure. of game as far as if you like to watch shooters. Um, but man, it sure seems like people are leaving that CS boat real quick and coming over to Valorant. <laughs> Not only players, but fans. I mean, dude, yeah. the fans are cross. Like, I don't, I don't know how this is going to end up working in the long haul, but man. I'll tell you what, Valorant is exciting right now. That's for sure, Taylor. Yeah, it is, man. Really good event. You know, Puckett killed it over there. Golden Boy, yeah, uh, they, DDK. Always. You had Rivington. Rivington was was casting for his first time for Valorant. You know, League of Legends hero, League of Legends god, but he, he's he been with Riot for quite a few times. So the transition over to Valorant makes sense given it's a Riot title. But yeah, they did great. We'll talk more on that later. But let's go and get into it. We have a lot of uh, community feedback. Let's get into Ask the Agents. So much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. Troy, I want you uh I want you to start us off here. I want you to start off with that first one. Ah. Uh, okay, it's Taylor. Okay. We'll get through this. Me and Sometimes, you, this. you know, I'm gonna preface this as a saying. We are we have said since the beginning we want to get better at this show. Right? Like we want to get better at our skills. You know, you you've been casting for years and years and years. I have try to dip my toe into casting throughout the years. Um, you know, and we want to get better at our crafts. And this is part of our craft. Podcasting, this show is part of our craft. And so we want to get better. And as I read this, I preface this saying, I also want to get better. And so I'm open to good feedback and criticism. And so I take this with a, uh, you know, I, t- I, I take this seriously. I, do, I actually do take it with some heart and, and really appreciating the, the honest, true, true feedback. Uh, and I hope you guys know that. But this one says, this is from Tunsama. And he says, good show. I like this show. I enjoy the analysis and the structure of the show. One thing that bugs me, however, is how much Too Loud likes to ramble and hog the mic. Okay, so I just rambled before this about how this was going. So 
Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, I understand he is. <laughs> I understand he is smart. Hey, I appreciate the compliment, actually. Um, that's okay. usually not said about me. And it's annoying when he, spe- uh, when he just speaks on multiple topics back to back without giving reflections a chance to add input. Uh, another thing, please stop mentioning Fortnite. I know that's your background or something, but please stop. I don't get the comparison, so please stop making them. Other than that, though, I enjoy listening to the to the podcast. Best Valorant podcast I've found so far. Now, Tunsama, dude, uh, Tunsama, uh, thank you so much. Tunsama. Number one for the finger. What Tunsama? Tunsama. Sorry, Tunsama. <laughs> uh, you know, I do appreciate the feedback. Uh, to answer your your a couple of your, I guess, uh, criticisms. I do ramble on. That is true, actually. That is not. I cannot correct you on that. But I can say sometimes I ramble on and don't let reflections do something because we all of a sudden decide and chat together or we look at each other and we're like, hey, we got to go on to the next topic. So sorry about yeah. that. If we disconnect that sometimes, that's actually something we're going to get better at and continue to learn on. Uh, although I've done over 200 episodes of podcasting, I still am learning this uh, more and more. So thank you. Uh, and I will stop talking about Fortnite. We, don't, we do both come from a Fortnite background as well done yep. a lot in there so we'll do our best to stop mentioning it. but thank you for the feedback yeah Tunsama, thank you you know hey look it's uh you know it's troy's job to talk and like he said you know we do give you know audio or not audio cues but we'll, you know visual cues or we'll, we'll kind of t- you know type in chat like hey check it out just just keep going finish it up and then we'll, we'll wrap it up we're gonna go to the next next topic because you know we, we try to make the podcast anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour but you know us we like to talk so it's normally about an hour. So I know we've had a couple of comments saying, you know, you guys wish it was longer. So, but we, we try to keep it 45 minutes to an hour or so, but Hey, Tunsama, thank you so much. You know, I know you left a three star. Hopefully one day we can make that a five star. Uh, but either way we, we Especially do appreciate since it. Like, he like, says like, the best Valorant podcast it's a I found. So. You know that? So it's hey. like it, best one he's found. It's only a three star. I, I, I can only imagine the other ones. Hey, we got room to grow. That's a good thing. We got room to grow. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Ben Hilgen comes through says great balance podcast you two have an awesome podcast that offers a great combination of valorant news competitive updates and updates in the game i enjoy your personality and the enthusiasm you bring to topics that could otherwise be dry ben hilgen thank you so much man we appreciate you out there and uh look when we, we really do try with uh to kind of bring a little bit of everything competitive casual and just some fun you know into uh some of the topics uh we got plaw coming back around my man, Plaw1700, says, Plaw, again, hope I'm not starting to annoy you with all my messages, LOL. Hey, guys, been a few weeks since I've wrote in, and that's because I started playing a new agent. Okay, all right, we started playing a new I still love my Brimstone, don't get me wrong, but I've started playing Jet. I find I can really sway the game and get a lot more kills with her, aggressively, aggressively play style. For example, B site uh, on Heaven and Ranked uh, enemy team rushed hard, and I was playing solo. I was, uh, I killed one, uh, updrafted onto the mid box, ulted and killed two more to stop to push my uh, as my teammate rotated. Something I've I never would have done on Brim. Mm. Love the show. Best of luck in in your in your rank grind, and wish me luck <laughs> as I enter the realm of toxic jet one trick. <laughs> uh love you guys i hope you and the, and the families are doing well patrick hey pat thanks so much man for for writing it again you know what's interesting you actually say this and i'm i'm actually not just telling you this this is a true thing you can ask noah who plays with me all the time 
But the only other character I've been playing, and I haven't actually, we haven't played Reflections in what, like almost two weeks together. We, we really haven't, which, which is quite sad. I'm not going to lie, because I've been playing a lot. I've, I've tried to play a lot more. Uh, I yeah. went from uh, from Silver 3 to Gold 2 actually yesterday. Won five straight back-to-back competitive Well, just different games. times, because I get on so late, right? I you get do, on, and like, I've been going late. to bed earlier. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. So I think that's what's been happening. But like besides Brim, and, and we read that article last week you know, that talked about how his stock is going down and some of the things he's, where is, else yeah. he can be filled in. And better, better options. And we saw that throughout the tournament this weekend too. But like, I, I, the only other player I've been playing is Jet. It's what? so crazy. Really? And, and, and here's the thing. I didn't even expect to play her, but like, I find myself in those sneaky spots. You know how I like to like kind of do weird things anyways yeah. and kind of fill out the yeah. game. And, and it, it just worked out for me. Uh, and I've been playing a lot of Jet too. I like it. So Pat, I'm right there with you. So I, I'm curious though. Just you know, obviously we 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 heard from Plaw. Why why Jet though? Why did transition from Brim to Jet? Because they so seem too totally different. I don't know totally why I call him different. Pat Plaw. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean Patrick Pat Plaw. Oh yeah. Sorry. But but I mean when when it comes to but why would you switch from Brim to Jet? Because they seem like polar opposites. I don't know, man. You know, like I'm a pretty aggressive player in most games, but I took this sure. on the lighter side because I was moving to PC for the first time. And right. that's why I went with Brim is I like, I felt like he was more strategic player. I could play that middle ground where yeah. I could play aggressive with my teammates that were aggressive or play slow with right. somebody. So like, that's why I picked him and I really like his play style. I love the Molly. Um, maybe it is the smokes. We're still used to playing with smokes. We wanted to also play with smokes, but really mine was just like, I started using her updraft ability and her dash ability. And I was like, man, like he, I, I kind of like the maneuverability that she has. And so that's why I stayed with her. That's fair. Hey, look, whether it be you, whether it be Plaw, Patrick, hey, we appreciate you out there. And uh, hey, look, Jet's been a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. I play Jet whenever I'm uh, doing Spike Rush. I think she's just great. Until she gets a nerf, I'm going to continue to use her. But I think a nerf is definitely going to be coming because, you know, a lot of the pros have been complaining about uh, Jet along with the op. But we'll see. We'll see. But uh, hats off to you, Plaw. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Red Society comes through. Great show. I love what you guys are doing with the podcast. However, I'm stuck in Plat 3. Uh, must be a big problem. And can't seem to get right teammates due to solid cues. Um, how do you guys feel about the ranked matchmaking system right now? Plat three, man. You know, I made a little joke about that. Plat three, that that is like a goal for me and Troy. We hope to be there. I'm goal two slowly going up. But hey, hats off to you for plat three. Um, you know, ranked matchmaking system I know is going to be reworked. Um, again, I, there are some things that I want to see added in there. For example, why is my rank going up? What impacted my rank going up? What impacted it going down? I still need more stats to back up my playing my playing time, right? It needs to tell me more of a story as to what I need to improve on or what, you know, what I'm doing right, right? So whenever I go into the next game, I can improve uh, on that or continue doing what I've been doing. I think there just needs to be more information, uh, to be honest with you. As far as like the right teammates and stuff like that, it's tough. You know, I added some random people actually that I played really well with in a, in a, in a public lobby. I was just doing solo queues. It worked out for me. I ended up adding them as friends, and now we've been dominating. So you know what? Uh, maybe, you know, if you have a solid game, send them friend, friend invites and just add them and start playing with them. But honestly, right now, solo queuing, it's just up in the air. You you never, you never have uh, a say in anything. It's tough. Yeah, tough it's, it's just not consistent, and it's tough. It's, it is really tough, especially if you're used to playing a certain style. And and the other thing is, like, that I noticed the more I play solo queues, I, I noticed this. There's some players that play like super aggressive, right? And at lower tiers, like playing super aggressive is great. But once you start to hit those higher tiers, 
like playing too aggressive necessarily isn't the best choice, right? Like not going to be like being a little methodical, getting the picks, better communication with your team. Like as we go up and down and you can tell a difference. Like I've been, you know, up, uh, going up to gold two, gold three, then coming all the way down to freaking silver. I think I was silver one at one time last season and got white. We got back up to gold, but like I've gone on that roller coaster and you can tell a difference just in that of, of how different players are. Right. And so I, I totally understand Red, about how difficult it is to go and get good teammates. Um, but like, as far as the matchmaking system and it's coming, like they're saying a new rework's going to come next time around. So We'll see what ends up happening. I'm not sure. However, I'm going to butcher this next one. No, you're not. Because I'm going to say it for you. I already, I already sounded it out because I knew me Mega Gusta Train 122. Me Gusta. Me Gusta Trains. Me Gusta Trains. Yeah. All right. Me Gusta Trains. What's up, buddy? Uh, what gets me through work? Hey, man. Thank you. We're glad. Uh, hey, guys. Absolutely love the show. Been listening since episode one. However, I've been on... I've been on Spotify and couldn't figure out how to con- comment. Then I realized it's on iTunes. I was wondering if you guys could ever think of playing with any of us listeners. Absolutely love the show. Keep it going. Full send mic. Actually, okay, two things real quick. Play with listeners. I would love to. If you guys want to send me an invite, you definitely can. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter and hit me up on Twitter, I'll send you, I'll DM you my, um, I'll DM you my Riot ID. Uh, and it's at TX And, reflections i don't know if if i'm sure he will but he also does it on his stream like he's streaming sometimes so like if you guys want to go catch up with us play with us real time hear us like jump in there and i mean taylor i know you're always looking for people to play with yeah i had a i had a guy actually message me and i just responded to his dm uh it's jameson la so if you're listening uh jameson la um, I did respond to you. Yeah, I'm totally down to play. Send us a DM, you know, whether it's at Reflections or at Too Loud TX on Twitter. Send us that DM. Let us know. Hey, you're a listener from the Valorant show and you want to play and uh, we'll send you an invite and we'll get some games in, whether they be unrated or rated. Spike Rush, Team Deathmatch. It doesn't I matter. like how you said full send mid. Yeah, baby. Let's go full send mid, baby. <laughs> full send full mid. Send mid. Hey, honestly, just... sometimes you just got to do it, man. Sometimes you just got to full send it mid. And that's bottom right. line, that's just what works sometimes. sometimes see, that's see we would get along, Meg, because like, like, like the thing is, is I'm always saying we got to control the middle. The full send mid, baby. You do. Yeah. I can attest to that. Thank you, Magusta Trains. We appreciate you out there. Yeah, send us a DM. We'd love to play with you. Every nickname was taken is back. Great show, amazing show. Once again, enjoy the interview. A quick setup and question revolving around Shinobi's advice. I, like you, are one of the old players. Hey, there's got to be some more old players out there, and we're, we're glad that you're here. I started my FPS journey with CS 1.6 back in the day, which I argue feels like, uh, which I argue Valorant feels like. There's been a comparison. I played with a few different teams at CPL and WSG, played Cal Online for six seasons and CS Source. So, okay, you've been around, as well as being part-time MIRC troll, okay? So I've been, uh, so I have competitive experience. Uh, having a family means that I get only the time that I carve out when the family is sleeping. Fair enough. I know Troy knows, knows about that kind of life. So I really need to maximize that time. I'm also stuck in Gold Whirlpool. Uh, same here, right? I just got their Plat 1 and Beta, but haven't replicated that since release. I top frag MVP most games as Sage or Omen, so to play style question. Would I be better served in the current rank system to play a more selfish agent to make my combat score as high as possible? Um, and he goes on to say, I wanted to win, but let's be honest, it's not always an option when your team lacks basic communication requirements. So in those moments when I'm stuck on no damage abilities, agents and my damage is limited to my weapon, 
I still top frag, but may not be MVP due to a Razor Sova having more uh, agents uh, agents uh, through their abilities when it comes to combat score totals. This increases my amount of rank decreases when we lose and lowers my rank increase when we win. So basically it boils down to should he be playing a more selfish agent as opposed to, uh, you know, maybe a Sage or an Omen? First and foremost, I think Omen actually is a um, fantastic agent to play whether you are helping your team or being selfish. Because Omen has plenty of abilities so that you can actually use them to frag out if need be while also assisting your team. So I think Omen is your best bet. Sage, obviously, is very much so a utility agent that isn't used on all maps anymore, especially by professionals. Um, but if you want to switch it up and use a different selfish agent, um, you know what? I think that's perfectly fine if you want to. If you're getting a high combat score, you're slaying out, you're still going to benefit your team much like you would if you had a Sage or Omen. So keep that in mind. And there's always a chance that if you do go with like, let, let's say you go with the Jet, you go with the Rays, right? You go with these selfish or, or you know, agents. You can still, you, you never know if, you know, like your random teammates are going to pick, especially if you're solo king, if they'll pick maybe a Sage, they'll pick a Cypher, right? They'll pick those utility players that are going to help lock down sites. So the opportunity is still there. Play what you're comfortable with. Play what you can frag out with. And if you don't want to play Sage Roman, you feel like you're being punished, absolutely go with Raze or, or uh, you know, or... um. Or I should say, well, I mean, Reyna, right? You can do Reyna as well, which you can frag out and still assist your team. There's still plenty of opportunities there. I say go for it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just bring up the the wise words of our friend Grizz, one of the guys we play with often. And that is, not everybody can slay out. Like, this game is designed to always have one or two people slaying out. Like, this is just how it works, right? So, like, if you have a couple of days, you have a night, you have a freaking week where you're, like, mid-level all the time or you're at the you know lower two, but you're still winning, then you're doing the right thing. Like You're making the right moves for your team. And it, I think what's really tough, especially for a player like me, Taylor, that comes from Call of Duty, Gears of War, right? Uh, Halo, where you're, you, you are in action continually all the time in those fights, right? Um, coming to Valorant and learning to be patient. Sitting on C when they're not coming my way and I'm seven and seven, and I know I can slay it out. I'm, I'm hitting my shots. I've just got a couple bad turns or, you know, when I've retaken sites and I'm waiting for it, but they never come my way and they keep going yours. And then you're all of a sudden you're like, hey, Troy, how you doing down there at seven and seven? I'm 20 and two. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. But I don't even get the opportunities you have. I just have right. to learn to accept that in this game. Right. And yeah. that's one of the toughest things for me. And one of the things I think Grizz always is telling me is like, that's just one of the things you have to understand is in this game, sometimes, guess what? The timing, where they go, like those things just don't happen in your favor occasionally. And that's why this weekend we saw such a change in certain teams from one day mm -hmm. to the next. Mm -hmm. and, and I just want to, you know, kind of piggyback off that just real quick. Every nickname was taken. Bottom line, if you're solo queuing, you never know what you're going to get, right? I said that a little bit earlier, um, you know, in conjunction with uh, Red Society, it is what it is. Go in there, and if you're gonna, bottom line, you're you're one agent, you know, and there's five. It right, it takes five to tango, especially in this game. You know, if if you are slaying out and you're doing your job, whether you're playing a selfish agent or a utility agent, you're you may have you know obviously your hand in changing the course of the match tremendously, 
But still, if you have incompetent teammates, you have incompetent teammates, and you're not going to be able to beat a competent team that's on the other end, no matter how good you play, right? So you just got to kind of take with what you get. Go in with an agent that you're very comfortable with and uh, you know, just play something that you enjoy. Have fun with it, right? And keep grinding until you hit plat one. But at the end of the day, if you really do want to hit plat again like you did in beta and you want to continue to improve, you got to try and find some type of five stack, four stack, maybe even a three stack. Perfectly fine. Go in and uh, you'll have obviously those teammates behind you and you'll be a little bit more consistent. But solo queuing, it's just rough out there. It is so hard. So, hey, I feel you. Every nickname was taken. My advice, like I said, you want to go selfish, try it out, see if it works. If not, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Perfect World, really try to find you a three stack, four stack or five stack. So can I can I just say this too for a second, Taylor? We haven't really brought this up many times but like you know there's a lot of frustration around your rank like people's ranks being right is the ranking system working correctly sure and i would just say like especially if you're new to this game if this is your first year in this game like our first year playing this type of game should i say obviously it's everybody's first year in the game but if if you're doing that like and you're not getting the rating you want don't forget that like it changes it, it's going to change with the next act. You're going to get another chance in the next act, right? So take that opportunity to like, maybe not worry too much about what your rank is, but more about what you can do to improve yourself. And, and less about like, hey, I'm getting the rank. Don't let that frustrate you. It's kind of what I'm getting to, Taylor. Like, don't, don't get on tilt. Don't let it frustrate you, mess up your day of playing games or whatever, because you lose your rank. You, you, you go in and you lose your first two games of the day. Keep going after it. And don't forget, hey, guess, guess what? You get another chance in the next act. Um, but however, Ray, Ray's returning to the show, and he wanted to let us know he did it. He finally got gold rank, finally. Yes, uh, but that is awesome, same. for real. Like, also, don't get down on yourself when you lose, but also you know, be happy for yourself when you get these, these new accomplishments like Ray got yes. here. Finally getting his gold rank. He said, I, I had to get six games in a row to get it. I kept getting two arrows up every time, but mm. now I'm I, now that I'm gold, I'm getting ranked with plat, and I'm I'm able to outgun them. But I nice. think my game sense is still pretty bad. That is what I need to fix to get the plat. Also, Perfect. what do you guys think about the pop flash tournament? Who mm. do you think played uh played the the best regardless of the winner? Also, Sentinels versus Dignitas was amazing. Thirteen zero. Anyways, love you guys. Hey Ray, we love you too, man. That was crazy. If you really saw it, and if you followed all the way through the end, Sentinels, Envy, Game 3, they were up 11-0 to zero mm. in the Grand Finals as well it, before. Yeah. So I say that for a couple things. Let's not hit Dignitas too hard for getting 13-0 by the best team in the game, okay? That's like me going and playing, you know, 21 Michael Jordan and never scoring a point. Like, like. Come on. Doesn't mean I'm a I'm bad basketball player. I'm going to Just means it. I'm not the best. You know hey, what I mean? I'm just saying. 13-0? Just saying. Maybe not me. Brother. I'm not the best example of that analogy. But, you know, somebody else <laughs> in college ball or something. Somebody that's really good at basketball. But, yeah. I mean, look. You, but, Taylor, you have those days, right? Where the team just doesn't click. I mean, you True. have those days when things just aren't going your well. And you have those days when everything is clicking for the other team. And the signals were obviously clicking this weekend. They definitely put away Dignitas. However, it's Dignitas's first like time sitting in their seat. I mean, they were homeless, but still, yeah, it's their first time 
where they're at. And I think it was okay. But it's my fair. favorite play, my, who, who do I think played the best this weekend? I actually think Envy played the best. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I think they played the best because I think what was in front of them, a lot of people did not know. They played the best because the, the bar wasn't set high and they came out yeah. and set it for themselves uh, and surpassed it, I think, by making it to grand finals. Um, dude, Envy, Envy looks good. They're going to yeah. be scary. Uh, if you saw how they treated a couple of them teams, I mean, they 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 played the Sentinels a lot better the previous day than they played them. Yeah, no, hundred so. percent. Envy. Well, you got to remember, Envy was uh, together. We are terrific, right beforehand, yep. and that was one of the one of the teams that everybody's like, man, that you know they've got to get picked up. They look so so good. Well, now they're here and they're picked up yep. by Envy, and uh, it's still that core five roster. So. Together, we are terrific. We're great as an unsigned roster. They got even better as a signed roster. So can't wait to see what they're doing. Thank you all, agents, for coming through. Leaving all those comments. A bit longer uh, than we expected it to be, but hey, we wanted to make sure we highlighted all of you out there who were leaving comments. If you want to be featured in the next episode, make sure to leave a comment and a rating, whether it be, you know, negative, positive. We want to hear what you have to say, and we'll feature you. Leave your review on iTunes or uh, Podbean. I know you can't do it on Spotify, but iTunes or Podbeam, we'd love to hear you from uh, next time. But either way, guys, let's go ahead and move into our next section of Weekly News, Run It Back. Yeah, let's bring it back. All right, Taylor, here we are, running it back. All right, man, Mm. I got to ask you first off, there's this big old long article, and I asked you, I said, did you read it? Because Taylor, reading's difficult for me, as you know. (laughs) Uh, It's tough for me at times. Uh So... Instead of reading inserts from this one, kind of give me the lowdown. Valorant devs on new skins, crossovers, lure, all the, all the, all the, all the stuff I love. But I don't want to run and read it. I want you to tell me what, what, what's going on. It's a long article, guys. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you can check it out on Valorant's official site. You can also go to Deserto uh, and kind of check it out as well. Uh, if you go to Deserto, it's called Right Interview Val- Valorant Devs on New Skins Crossover and Lore. So as we know, we want lore to uh, to kind of come into the fold, right? We want to see more lore behind this game. I know I personally do. I love following the lore of various other games. Um, but when it comes to Valorant, I think the lore is going to be incredibly important. One of the questions was, are any of the skins following some type of lore in the game and uh the actual answer which was surprising is that no the basically uh there is no lore behind the skins and they're completely separate from the lore of the game they're not directly related so essentially what they said is they when they do create skins they want to build an alternate fantasy and uh the skins are just essentially cool right they just like kind of uh allowing them to be there so you know if you like the dragon skins if you like the glitch pop skins that kind of came through the universe skins which are phenomenal the galaxy skins still i'm gonna pick those up i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna all pick right them can, up. Wait, wait is this where we're gonna talk about that or we're we gonna in a minute, well, we're going to talk about uh, that. You can talk stuff. about whatever you want, but I'm just saying the Galaxy skins are beautiful, but they don't follow any type of lore or storyline. So if you're thinking, like, oh, Glitch Pop has something to do with this, and they, you know, they went onto the map, and they, you know, of course, you know, on Split, on uh, whenever you're on defense, and if you look to the left, you saw that it was all Glitch Pop related. Um, all cool. Maybe is there a storyline with it? There's not. They just create cool skins that they like, and bottom line, that's the end of the story. People want it to mean something, don't they, Taylor? Like, they want it to mean something. The numbers, Mason, the numbers, what do they mean? Well, in this case, nothing. They're just cool. And and you know what? I respect it. I think that's fine. They came through and they said, check it out. It doesn't mean anything. It's just just cool skins. I love lore. I've talked about it before on the show. And I think we talked about it like three or four episodes ago where we read an insert where like, 
it's really not their concern. And I think this is just more of that, Taylor. Like, this is not their concern. The lure, they're just highlighting again, not what we're running after here. We're just trying to make really cool stuff in a really cool in and a really cool universe that we create. Yep. Bottom line. I mean, that's really it. You know, and and take it for what it's worth, guys. You know, it's it, they gr now. Granted, look, this is how their mentality is now. We've already seen them kind of change up their mentality uh, already, right? As they've kind of went through the different seasons and thing and things. But um, at the end of the day, uh, we might see these weapon skins kind of follow a lore. I know that at least there there's they kind of have themes, if you will, for like you know the battle pass and things like that. But for the most part, there is no lore behind that. But uh, well, I, I do want to talk about two other things that they mentioned in the article. One is like, are, are you going to have crossover skins like we've seen? Yep. And I'm sorry for the reference, the Fortnite reference, oh, you're but bad like for that. crossing you're bad. over with skins. <laughs> but like, you know, and it's the Troy. easiest one to use. Right. Uh -huh. uh, but but for real. So they asked about that and they said they don't have any plans for crossover at the moment. So, I mean, right. Taylor, do you want to see crossovers though? Like, do you want to see Batman all the show up, sudden show up mm. in Valorant? Cause a new Batman movie's coming out. I, I don't, you know, I don't feel like it's necessary. I really don't. I don't think it adds content to, or context, if you will, to the game, you know, like I'm, I'm all for, for, you know, dragon skins and galaxy skin and just cool skins in general. Right. But I think they should just stay at cool skins. I don't, I don't know why we need to have crossovers in the skins themselves. Like, would it be cool to have, you know, a, a captain American, you know, kind of skin or shield, you know, as like your knife and you beat someone down with the shield. Like it, it's cool, but it's not something that is like, man, we, we need to have this, you know, crossovers are awesome, but it's not, it's not imperative to, to anything. I think Valorant wise. This is the one we've talked about before and one that I really wish was a different answer, to be honest with you, Taylor. But that is that will, will they have basically seasonal reskin re map? Will, mm -hmm. the, will the maps be changed to reskins? And they currently don't have any plans to do it either. They right. do go on to talk about a little bit like what you said, where they have like split defenders, the, the spawn and coffee shop, right? And how they can reskin those if they wanted to. Yeah, yeah. But they don't have it. And that actually kind of made me sad because I've talked to you about before. Like one of my favorite things is like the seasons, right? And you go through like all oh, Christmas, like how cool would it be to have this map all, you know, snowed, yeah, and you know, with snow all over the yeah. ground. But to go back to the, the, you know, integrity of the competitive nature of the game, you know, I guess they don't feel like I, I, it probably takes away from that a little bit, you know, for some reason. Yep. Um, yep. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, do you hope they change on this? Do you hope maybe they go, uh, let's do decorate that as a Christmas store? You know, if they're not going to decorate the map itself, I, I want them to decorate, like, you know, the out of bounds, right? Like they did in Split. I want to see them kind of get creative with decorating the walls or maybe decorating, you know, the out of bounds area that don't have an impact on the competitive integrity of the map. That would be really cool to me. So if it's winter, maybe add some like, I don't know, some spruces off in the distance that you can kind of look at. Maybe, you know, a fat Santa Claus off in the distance or something or whatever you want. But the point is, I do want to see them get creative. I, I think they have a beautiful template that they can make things happen and they can do so without affecting competitive integrity. I want to see them do it. Another thing in this article, though, was the fact uh, they, they kind of mentioned agent skins. Now, we've talked about this a lot, and I know we've had questions as well from our agents who leave ratings and reviews about agent skins. Are they going to come through? Well, their answer is agent skins and Valorant is a really complex topic. 
And it absolutely is because you said, or they go on to say, on one hand, you have people who really want them in our game. On the other hand, you also have a lot of players who are really anxious about agent skins impacting gameplay and competitive integrity, which is a very valid concern that we share. Either way, this becomes something we decide, uh, something that we decide to dive into. We want to find the right balance that feels valuable and exciting for players, but also adheres to our strict competitive integrity requirements. So they go on to say and uh, kind of list some diagrams, essentially like comparing other games such as Apex, maybe Fortnite, hitboxes. When you introduce a new character model, let's say you have Jet, right, a very slender figure. Let's say Jet all of a sudden gets, you know, this crazy armor on her, right? And she's she's absolutely massive. Does that change the hitbox? Well, it has to, you would have to think, because she's bigger, right? You don't have that smaller hitbox that Jet, you know, traditionally had. Not saying that she has a smaller hitbox than others, but you, you get the point, right? If you shoot her armor on the outermost part, like let's say the leg, and you shoot on the outermost part of the leg, is it still going to connect as it would if she wasn't wearing any armor? These are things they have to think about, and that's why they said it's a complex topic. And another thing, too... You also have to think about the spectators as well as the players on the team. Let's say a new player comes in and is playing a competitive match or an unrated match. They know what Omen looks like because they've watched streams. But let's say Omen is totally kitted out and looks totally different. If, if that player sees Omen on the map in a totally different skin... Is he going to know what to call out? Is he going to know it is an omen? Will that spectator who's watching the next Pop Flash Invitational, is he going to know it's an omen? Will, will it confuse the uh, the audience? Will it confuse the, uh, you know, the, the actual casters themselves? These are things Valorant has to, the Valorant team has to take into account. And it is a complex topic. Do I think eventually they'll be there? I absolutely do without question. But they have to find the right way to do it because as they said, I'll go back to what they said, right? They do not want to impact the gameplay and competitive integrity. Very important. And they have to be cautious with how they introduce these agent skins. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. And, and But I definitely hope they take some risks, right? As we go down. down. And, I, and I'm also interested to see if... Because they keep going back, right, uh, to... Uh, the Elder Flame and like how well that I, I guess it sold really well, right? We saw, I mean, I'm presuming we saw a lot of people with it. They've talked a lot about it, a lot of promotion, but they, every time they go back to talk about a weapons pack, they always reference that one that the fans loved. And so uh, I'm also curious to see like what they bring out that it was like, ah, I don't know. I, I want some sick stuff. This also uh, coming out this week. One of the things, however, that I'm not so excited about is a possible another Sage nerf. There's talkings amongst the crowds. Uh, this weekend, I believe they when they interviewed Mitch from Cloud9, they kind of mentioned this to him as well about, you know, how would he feel if there's another Sage nerf? And he's a little salty. Um, it, was, it was a rebuttal of, like, I don't understand why they have to keep nerfing her. Um, but, like, a lot of commentators even talking about how you almost have to be up in the face of your enemy to even you use her utility... Right. And and really utilize her well. I mean, Taylor, do you think there's another Sage nerf coming and like is it needed? I don't think it's needed. I really don't. I, I don't think Sage has an issue. You know, um their their lead character development uh team or the lead agent designer, um, he's an imbalancer as well. He's really for some reason he's very adamant about nerfing Sage to the ground. He feels like Sage is a huge issue. And I don't see her being a massive issue. I really don't. And, and, I, and, I'll, and I'll explain why. When you look at agents who have a high use rate, you look at Cypher, you look at Omen, 
And those are your two, right? Cypher has basically 100% usage rate. You have Omen, which has, I think, a 95% usage rate, something like that. Of course, Sova. It shot up like 40%, dude. Remember, he was like at the lowest at the very beginning of the game. He was, and and it's tremendously shot up. But we're not seeing that usage from Sage. Sage is still used, don't get me wrong, but there are Sageless comps that are becoming more and more popular. Like, for example, on Ascent, Sageless comp is incredibly useful. Why? Because it's more useful to have utility, ways to take over a site because you have to go a long distance, right? So it's it's more useful that way, as opposed to running a Sage, which, you know, is great with the wall, but it's only temporary. It takes forever for your team to rotate over. So Sageless comps make sense. So it, if Sage was that much of an issue, pros would be using her 100%, you know, of the time. But the thing is, she's not being used 100% of the time, and I don't see Sage being an issue. I don't understand these. I really genuinely don't understand all these nerfs to Sage. It's your only character that is able to heal, and you continue to just nerf her down and nerf her down when she, yes she has an impact the, the basically what it is it's it's the revive it's it's the ability to have six men on your team you know six men and women instead of having five yeah. that's i think the biggest issue but honestly like that it's so unique that is the only character that only agent that can do that and it's a risk it's not- you want to run her okay you run her but if you don't you don't but it's only a revive one round anyways just like i mean everything's a yeah. risk and reward right like but uh, I mean, like uh, I did see tens get an ace, but he lost the round because they rezzed the sixth person and ended up and killing it's all him. It's situational, though, right? And so, I, like, if but if you say, "Hey, I need to nerf it just because of that," that's just ridiculous. Uh, but because... it's like, but but look at Jet, brother. Like everybody right now is talking about Jet and the op, and that Jet needs a rework. Yep. But yeah. they're talking about Sage. No one's talking about Sage. Everybody's talking about Jet. So why? Listen to the community. That's that's my piece of advice. Mine too, uh, 100%, because I don't feel like people are talking about... I, I, I really... Number one, I feel like a lot of the agents are pretty well balanced. If anything, I actually feel right now that um, Killjoy is actually a little underpowered. Like I agree. Yeah, I think they I were so worried about making her overpowered that they brought her out underpowered in my I, but i would rather have her underpowered than over 100 no, i like yeah. i like where she's at like go ahead and, and and change up the meta the game hasn't been out long enough like where we needed a new meta necessarily quite yet so right. like it's still getting figured out i think that's part of this is like people are starting to finally get into that groove where they're really used to a certain agent character and by the way i, I think i said mitch earlier it was actually sick from sentinels that did the interview afterwards uh that was talking about this uh he's like i don't understand why they're nerfing my sage uh, but yeah, I just think, look, she's the only healer in the game. Six said the same thing. He's like, if there's another healer, maybe like I can understand you nerfing her again if she was an issue or we identified her as the problem. But like, I don't think there is. I'm ready for another healer in the game. I don't, how about you, Taylor? Are you ready to have another healer? So like, we have to stop worrying about if our only healer gets nerfed to the to the floor. Yeah, because I don't think it's the healing aspect again. Like, I think the healing is fine. I think people have an issue, or at least the, the dev team has an issue with her with her uh, revive. You know, before it was the wall, which I get. You know, the wall at one point was overpowered in the it's beginning. Great. I think it's know. in a good position now, the wall but is. I think it's in a great position. Like you said, pros, what are they talking about? And, and casters, they're, they're saying you have to be all up in your opponent's grill in order to place the wall down, and you do. You know, so I think it's in a good spot. But I think people have, an, you know, an issue with the ultimate, just the revive. I think that's solely the issue. Yeah. Well, uh, talk about issues this weekend. Uh, I had some issues with some of the stuff that was going on. All right. On this video stuff that they're playing, uh, <laughs> kind of jokingly, but like for real, Taylor, this is what was happening. 
I thought T1 was like somehow already in the winner's bracket almost the whole tournament. And this mm-hmm. is why. They kept running these stories of Brat and his mm-hmm. hard time coming through CS, getting here, and you know what he can do to be even more important and better. And they ran this not just why T1 was in, but after T1 was already kicked out. And, and I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? Is this a story of, are we going to tell stories of CS players that failed and make it? Or are we going to tell stories of people that Valorant grew organically? And like, I don't know, nothing against Brack or like any, yeah. uh, like what he's done. Like, I'm totally cool with that. But I just feel like they lost opportunity to tell some other cool stories. And they just kept going back to this story that had already unfolded over the past, whatever it was, eight years, five years, whatever sure. it's been, um, uh, of keep bringing up Brax's story. Like, he's here. Let him just prove himself here. Yep. Stop running his story. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? I, I don't know. You know, okay, so this is the thing about Brax. Let's, let's go all the way back to 2014. Brax was also known as Swag, and he was banned at one point from all Valve events. Now, all Valve events. Now, and the reason this is why is because he allegedly was match-fixing. He was allowed to come back and play in CSGO events, but this wasn't until 2017. But the criticism towards Brack has really never went away. It's kind of always been there. So when it comes to Brax and T1, what makes it special is the fact that T1 at the beginning of Valorant was having tremendous success. They were considered the best team, but also they did not or they weren't able to escape the memes of why are they never playing in tournaments? Because that's a very logical thing to say. They never played in tournaments. For some reason, they just were never there. T1 Academy, yes, but T1, not so much. T1 has not looked strong since the beginning of Valorant when they were dominating. Yep. TSM, Sentinels, and the likes have have really taken over. Sentinels is by far the best team right now in North America, hands down, without question. 100. But Brax, you know, there was so you're right. You know, there were so many videos. There was so much of a storyline around him, and I get it. I understand it. But honestly, I think it was just a matter of you know, Pop Flash just created a certain amount of content. They had that content. They didn't have anything else to play. And when issues happened, they just continued yeah, to, true. to. to I will go say forth. some of their content was awesome. They did these sections where uh, they did like tips. Like going mm-hmm. into a break, they're going to tell you a tip about a player and like how to use. And it, it's not like super in depth or like all the pros are going to go. Buy, but what I love about it is it let the viewer start to understand the game, sure. right? In a really simple way. So like props to Pop Flash mm-hmm. for the great job with those. I really enjoyed it. And I, I actually liked the piece on Brack. I just thought it was weird. They ran it so many times. It yeah. was almost like they were trying, it looked like from a viewer standpoint, if you don't know a whole lot, like about TS, which I don't know a ton, it's almost like they were trying to say like, he, he played in this old CS game and now there's this new CS game called Valorant. Like, you know what I mean? If you didn't know. Right. And like, yeah. now he's here playing in this new game that was built by CS. And it's like, no, this is too completely different. Like it's, <laughs> it's not in the same company. Uh, I think people just got to let it go, though. Like, it was 2014, you know, and he was allowed yep. to play back in 2017. He's kind of kept his nose clean. It, it is what it is. You bro, know, you know us totally in esports game. looking for those storylines, bro. Uh, you know, storylines are great. And you know what? If I'm hosting, maybe I bring up that storyline. I mean, bottom line, you got to create storylines. But you know what? It, it's just we got to let it go. You know, Brax is here. He's been playing well. Like I said, keeping his nose clean. He, he's good to go. But, uh, 
you know, either way, I think the tournament was great. Like you said, you know, those, uh, those, you know, kind of tips and tricks that they were bringing in. I think the whole crew did a really great job. I love the couch, you know, kind of vibe that they had going on, especially for, you know, the between section, the analysts and hosting sections. Um, really good. I loved, you know, the casters, I think really killed it. I think they did a great job. It was grueling though. Was it not? I mean, these players were literally playing from like early in the morning until late in the day. That's yeah, the thing like about these Valorant tournaments, Troy is like, they play so hard. Dude, I think, and it was, I'm, I'm like 99% sure it was Cloud9 uh, or Team Envy. It was Team Envy that played all the way from, or Cloud9. It was, I can't remember which team it was. It might have been both of them playing from like 9 o'clock in the morning to like 6 o'clock at night on Saturday. Like they had a whole day of events. Uh, and man, it was, I, I can only imagine how taking that is because I'm already spent after like, Taylor, after like one yep. game of ranked, I'm like, <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> I gotta have a break, bro. My heart's beating too bad. Especially right. if we win it, right? Like I'm I'm super stoked, right? And I'm like, oh gosh, my, my heart's beating hundred miles an hour, especially if it's like mm-hmm. 13, 13, you know, we go into the overtime, like it's crazy. So I, I can't imagine what they have to go through. I they are long. That's why I think they took this one to a four day tournament instead of a three day tournament to try to drag it out more. Uh, but right. I don't I, I think maybe like they need less teams on that four day. I'm not sure how you fix this, Taylor. Well, I don't know. I mean, less teams. There wasn't really that many that came into it, I guess. But what is a total of, what, eight teams, I think? I think yeah, it was so Sentinels, Envy's, Immortal. I said Envy, Sentinels, Envy, Immortals, T1. Then you had TSM, Genji, Cloud9, and Dignitas. So, like, eight teams, yeah. But, it, you know, this is the thing that took so long. It was a double elimination. Which, by the way, I want to bring up something that caused a lot of controversy. A lot of controversy. It was double elimination, which means one team had to work through a loser bracket in order to make it there to, to grand finals. But grand finals was one best of five. That was it. It was one best of five. So how do you feel about that? Because in a way, the winning team gets punished. In this case, it was Sentinels. They ended up winning 3-0 in the finals. So they ended up taking it regardless, and they were absolutely the number one seed that dominated everybody, um, which I don't think, yeah, they didn't lose actually at all. Um, as, as far as my understanding goes for Sentinels, I think they only dropped one map yeah, the Cloud uh, against nine. everybody. Yeah, they only they dropped actually almost map. dropped two maps to Cloud9 and got put in the loser bracket. I'm not going to lie. Like, the game's... Yeah. We're so good between Cloud9 <laughs> and Sentinels. Like, they were so good. The day we, but, Go back and watch those games, bro. But like, what do you think about that, Troy, though? But the thing is, is there is a loser bracket. So should Sentinels, let's say this, should they, let's say they play one best of five and they lose, should there have been a bracket reset like in every other esport? Or, well, excuse me, this is how Dota kind of works out. Because Dota does, you know, it doesn't matter, loser bracket, when it, it double elimination, the grand finals are going to be grand finals. I just don't know, think best, this game should five. be double elimination. Like, at its core, this game never on a tournament line should be a double elimination game. Well, I'm fine opinion. with double elimination. I'm fine with getting, especially if you have the time and spread it out. But a best one best of five at the end, it, but the point is, is whoever the winner is, essentially is getting punished because he, you That's know, first and foremost, you shouldn't do double elimination. It should just be single elimination. Right. But I'm like, just saying like and, let, and here's why. But like let me tell you this is why because at, at this at this stage in the game like for me we don't have a there there's not there's not like 30 teams playing this, right? So like these teams are going to end up dying like playing themselves so much only these eight teams. Like they're playing each other so much. They're going to get tired of playing each other and like used to each other's skill i want those moments i like the moments where it's like 
crap, what did they just do to that team? Like, what did the Sentinels just do to that game? They just absolutely destroyed them. We don't know what happened. And that's how I feel about it. Like, I don't really like this. However, I totally understand what you're saying because if the Sentinels would have lost to Team Envy, but Envy had two tries, it's not fair to them, right? And Sentinels would only lost once to them. But then again, exactly, dude, yeah. also, you did win. So you had the winning streak. Maybe you got the early easy games, easier games. And Team Envy had to come all the way through the loser's bracket to win. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I don't know. Do, I, do they? Do they? I, do, are they owed that crap? You went through all these games, and now you you right. beat the winner. You should win. I, you know what? I, I'm all for them playing around with with, and that's the thing that you know. I think the Valorant team was very vocal about at the very beginning is they wanted to run multiple tournaments, the Ignition series, and obviously we're seeing other you know series like the Pop Flash Valorant Invitational. We're trying to find out what the best competitive kind of uh, rule set is so I'm, I'm glad that they're playing around with it seeing what it is but it, based on the community feedback i definitely don't think this is going to stick i think we're still going to do the kind of the you know reverse series is so if you you know win one series if you're a losing team coming out loser bracket you win that first series you go into a second series and then that's where whoever wins it takes it right so what do you you don't like the game up in final day award like for instance best of three going in going in right and or best of five and they yeah. already have one game on the board i'm fine with that i'm fine that? with that i'm fine with that because Ge gears of war does that especially for like the the most recent like spring quarter online major and um uh the season finals you go in so the winning team will like in in, in both cases was uiu they would go in with a uh uh you know one one map up and then they just play best of five from there. So, right. So, in, in, you know, UIU in that situation would only have to win, you know, two matches as opposed to the other team, which would have to win three. Right. So, I'm totally fine with that. That right there is great. In this case, I actually so really just like that best format a lot. I like that I like, format best. I like yeah. that format best. Yeah, I do too. I do, I do too because it doesn't strain, it doesn't strain the, the, the professional player as much. Right. Because they're not having to set a whole nother set of best of fives. Right. Um, or whatever, you know, however you end up playing it out. But like it, it, it kind of lets you know, this is what I'm playing for when I go in the tournament. Like if I get to the end, I have that one extra up. However, it is not mean it's over, especially for a team like Envy that comes all the way through a loser's bracket. Now, Sindels was on their game and absolutely destroyed them. But like they also did have a good run. You never yep. know. Sindels might have a bad day one day. Uh, or maybe the Sentinels don't come to that tournament. They don't play in that tournament. That could happen as well. And so, uh, I, yeah, for me, I'm with you. I like the plus one going into the final for the winning team. Best out of five or out of seven, however you want to do it. Right. No, 100%. You know, we talked about the rule set, though. We kind of talked about the format. Let's talk about the teams a little bit and kind of break that down. So, we were asked earlier who was or what was a team that was incredibly impressive. I think everybody's on the same page. It absolutely was Envy. Envy making it to Grand Finals. I know everybody was really disappointed with their performance in Grand Finals, getting 3-0'd by Sentinels. But without question, Envy, you know, previous together, we are terrific. They've come a long way, and they represented well. And like I said, Envy had a fantastic weekend. Uh, Dallas Empire ended up winning um, COD Champs, right, with Clayster as um, as well as Crim6. They're now three-time champions. Clayster oh, back Oh, Dallas back. Empire, baby. Hey, all day, every day, man. That's my favorite team, at least in the uh, CDL. And then you also have, of course, Envy getting second place here at Pop Flash representing well. So they had a great weekend as, a, as an organization as a whole. But without question, Envy was 100% my favorite team. They played well. 
uh, Cloud9 was on fire. I mean, they were beating some dominant teams. Uh, they were playing incredibly well. Uh, actually, Cloud9, believe it or not, did beat Envy at one point in the playoffs bracket, playoff bracket. Um, but they did meet them again in semifinals, or I, I, I should say losers finals, if you will. It was, it was a weird bracket. Uh, but they ended up playing them again, and Envy ended up 2-0-ing Cloud9 in that meantime. So they improved it, they, they learned, and they ended up making it through to go to grand finals. Dude, Envy on split is dangerous, y'all. They almost took it away from the Sentinels, actually. They almost did take it away from the Sentinels. They almost beat Cloud9 on the first day, and then they came back and beat Cloud9 on it on, on, on finals, right? Or final loser bracket, right? But it, they, it, dude, if y'all have been watching, anybody's been watching, Sentinels own a couple maps. Split, right? They've, they've owned Split for the past couple of tournaments, right? Every single time. And uh, there was absolutely nothing that they could do to stop Team Envy, it looked like. And dude, it was, it was fun. That was a fun thing to finally see somebody challenge the Sentinels and not go into a map and just let them have it. And even when they were down 11 to 0 in the final in the final game match, uh they actually ended up fighting back, bringing it back like 7 to 12 or 7 to 13, right? But like won six rounds in a row, seven rounds in a row just to get it. So they're fighters. Envy throwed it up. I think Cloud9 also, bro, is going to get better. Uh oh, you know, they're so good. So Luckily, yeah, you know, we had Sinatra on last, or, or uh, we had uh, um, Shinobi on last week, yeah. and absolutely unbelievable, right? He, mm-hmm. The dude was a is a great dude, but also a great leader, and you saw it shine time mm-hmm. and time again in mm-hmm. this tournament when he clutched up in certain moments. He was down uh, whenever whenever they were up against Sentinels, they actually took a game away. Shinobi like clutching out in that game, so a lot a lot of fun uh, to see to see Cloud 9's performance as well. Dignitas, of course. Disappointment as far as not being able to to go in and really just destroy, but uh, they they're getting their feet on the ground, and I expect them to be pretty good with a leader like Psalm in there. Oh no, you know, I, I I agree, I agree with you because let's go back when they were homeless. Uh, that was their name, by the way. They were homeless, and they're I don't know, they're literally homeless. I think they're doing okay, especially Psalm. Um, but they were under the organization of homeless, and they were incredibly surprising. I think at one point almost beating TSM or Sentinels, one of the others in in, in a previous tournament. Now, obviously, getting picked up by Dignitas. Hats off to them. We discussed them in the last episode. I even brought it up to uh, Shinobi. But um, with that being said, I was actually very, very disappointed in uh, in Dignitas. Now, granted, they did beat TSM 2-0. Hats off to them. They played well. But they really showed their true colors when they played against Cloud9. They played against Cloud9, and they lost on... First map was Haven, and they lost 13-1. The entire, the entire match took 25 minutes man that was it 25 minutes for an entire competitive match for you guys out there if you play any type of competitive any type of ranked even unrated that 25 ever. that is incre- that is like did the like other team match, what bro. happened yeah 100 percent. and i was like man dignitas what are you doing granted next one was ascent a lot better but still though not the result they wanted they ended up losing to them to zero that was during the bracket play during playoffs though dignitas first round go against Sentinels, they lose 2-0. They drop down to the loser bracket, they end up going against Envy, they lose 2-1. The point is, Dignitas, outside of beating TSM, good job on their part, they looked really bad. I'm not going to lie. Now, granted, Bro, though, they you, wait, don't wait, wait. have their... Listen to what you just said. They beat TSM. 
brother, I know, but man, they got 13-0'd by Sentinels, and then of course Hold they got 13 won by Cloud9. TSM came out of the last tournament. We all thought they could have been the best team. I, they, look, we, I'm we just saying, like, I just we don't sit here and look... told and said Wardell is like the best in the game, and, 100%, and Dignitas and comes in that. and shuts and them down. By, I stand by it, but that 13-1 on Haven, but that 13-0 against Sentinels, like, brother, that hurts. Now, granted, it's Sentinels, and Sentinels only dropped one map. Let's put that in perspective. But for a pro team to lose 13-0 and 13-1 on any map, that is crazy. But let me take a step back. And this is what I was getting at. They got fourth place. Okay, but let me take a step back. Let me take a step back. Dignitas also doesn't have their fifth, right? They're still, they're still working That's out right. the Kings. They yep. only have four. They just most recently let their other fifth go for whatever reason. So learning curves are there. They're still trying other people. So to beat TSM was a huge accomplishment. Do not let my criticism, you know, dictate like, you know, any, any hatred towards me. Because let me just say this. I'm a firm believer in Dignitas and I want to see them succeed because I'm a huge fan of Psalm, right? I'm a huge fan of him, whether it be from Hots, Heroes of the Storm, onto Fortnite competitive, and now over towards Valorant. I believe in the guy. And, and I know you do too. I would love to have him on the show. But losing that map for, you know, versus Cloud9 and then losing the Sentinels the way they did, there's some improvements and they're, they're a bit shaky. So I want, I want to see them do a lot better in the future. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I completely agree, but I, I, I don't think you can walk away and think, Oh, we had a horrible first week as the Dignitas roster when you get fourth place. It's not bad. It's not it's bad. Not That's bad. what I'm saying. Like, don't you beat know. up yourself, man. That's to go in I'm here and, and make myself up, you know? Well, I'm, I'm, say, saying. I'm saying for them, for them, any yeah, Dignitas them, fans yeah. as well. Like, don't beat yourself up. Like, I, I would actually put it as a pretty good weekend. Like, you got your well, team. You got your team, yeah. right? You signed a good team this week. And guess what? You went and you beat TSM, who has some of the, that's true. People think are the best players in, in the world at this game, right? And so, hey, I'm marking up as a pretty... I beat T1, right? Like, yeah. we're, we're there, they're out. Gen uh, G, who we all thought was top five team, didn't even make the top four. So, like, dude, I'd be pretty pumped if I was Dignitas coming out of the weekend, even coming in at fourth place. Well, well and, let me say this, too. To, to kind of defend them a little bit more, right? Because I, you know, and it obviously it was very critical about them. Like, you, let's look at Sentinels, right? Sentinels, best team in the world, NA, hands down. But without question, when they first started, right? When they first built their team, they were absolutely not performing well. And they were the most hyped team. Let's not forget that because Sinatra came over, the MVP for Overwatch, ended up transferring over and starting anew in Valorant. Sentinels started off very shaky, but look at them now. They can't be stopped. So with that being said, Dignitas could absolutely be the same way. One tournament, fourth place, not bad. Beating TSM, there's promise. But they need to clean up a lot of their areas. I, and, and you know what? If they do, I think they'll be solid. And by the way, for anybody wondering, uh, I actually love the T1 people. I love T1 as, a, as an org. Great, great guys mm. over there. Um, but if you're wondering why Skadoodle didn't play this weekend, we still don't really know. All he said mm. is he came out and basically said, Hey, uh, I'm switching agents. I'm trying out some new agents. I'll be back as soon as I feel more comfortable. Like, I don't really know what's going on here, Taylor. I feel like there's something under the surface we're not getting. Yeah, I think T1 is kind of always... I, they've been on a downward trend, you know, ever since the meme started about T1 not playing and things like that. They started off strong, and now they're not. It, T1's in a... I'm with you. They're in a really weird spot, and I don't know what's going on with them. I don't. 
because they had so much promise, and, and as of recently, they have not looked like the T1 that they used to be. And they have dominant members on their team, too, man. They yeah. have dominant guys on their team. No, they do. They do. They've had a good roster. There's been some, you know, uh, I've heard there's been some drama around the roster as well. So we'll see. We'll see if they come back on top. We'll see if they can deliver. But we can guarantee you this one thing here on the Valorant Show. We will deliver every single week with our Saver Spin. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. I'm going to read your, your line you put in here. <laughs> for, for Saver. This is the notes, everybody. You get a behind-the-scenes look here at the Valorant Show. Brought to you, empowered to you by UMGGaming.com. Um, this is his note for this section. Save or spin. Be patient when clutching up. That's it. Enough said. Nothing else. That's, That's all. That's your save or spin, ladies and gentlemen. That's your save or spin. All right. Be patient. <laughs> tell me, tell me, Taylor, why, what, what made you write this? What, do you, what moment are you thinking about? What, what, do you have, what tip do you have for us here? It's Jay Palm. Jay Palm is, uh, is, is one of our listeners out there. He's, he's wrote in before. For, for our Ask the Agent section. Shout out to him. He was in my stream. He was watching me. Twitch.tv slash reflections underscore II. And I was playing, man, I was playing well, brother. I was playing, like I said, silver three to gold two one day, won five straight competitive matches. Three of those were All solo right. Q, two were with the team. I'm going to lay out the stats for you. But I had some scuffed moments, man. And I really, had, guys, go to my Twitter at reflections. This isn't even a plug. I just want you guys to see it. I don't need to follow or anything. You want us to laugh with on, laugh just, on your behalf? I, seriously, and you guys are going to laugh because this was bad. I had the utmost confidence that I clutched up in this moment, and I did. I, I picked up the elimination. Last one on the map had plenty of time to get the defuse. There's a blaze wall up. If you guys don't know, that's Phoenix's uh, you know, basic. He's able to put up a wall. He heals himself, but it also causes damage. I underestimated how much damage that wall can ca uh, cause. There was a blaze wall on the spike. I get the kill. I run up to go to fuse. I'm itching my nose. I'm confident. You can see it in my face, man, on that clip. And I'm like chilling. The blaze wall killed me. It killed ah! me very quick. Now you just watched it? Brother, this was wild. So I just want... Oh. And I had to take a step back. Because this was really, really... I'm telling you, it's worth the watch. It's in my media. Go there. At Reflections on Twitter and look at my media, man. It was tragic. The point is, and, and I've been seeing this a lot lately, especially when solo queuing, people get they get flustered, they get they get crazy, right? They're yeah. they're in a two v two, the spike is planted, they got to retake a site, or you know, and or maybe even even you know one v one, and and they freeze up. They either a they play too slow, or b they play too they play too fast, way too aggressive, right? So I want to say in those clutch moments, find your zen, find your find your calmness, right? Find your vibe, as as people like to say, right? And be patient, exactly, exactly. You know, zen it up, zenyata. Be patient when clutching up. Think um, through, use <laughs> use your abilities, use your smarts, use your brain, because you have it within you to clutch up. Believe in yourself. But don't take too much time, because if you take too much time, then you're putting yourself in that moment where you have to get desperate. So the point is, when clutching up, be patient, think it through, use your teammates, use your abilities, and go in and make it happen. But the point is, if you're going to make it happen, make it happen and fully commit to it as opposed to halfway committing, getting up there, the spike is dinging away, you're going to lose, and then all of a sudden you're getting desperate and then nothing nothing happens. You, you should have just saved at that point. So be patient, but don't be overly patient. I know, I know I'm kind of going, you know, like, like a yo-yo here, going back and forth, but be patient, take it through, 
and don't die by Phoenix's blaze wall because so that Taylor, thing, it hurts. W- would you sum this section up as in be patient when clutching up? Exactly that. As be simple as that, ladies and gentlemen. Right here, we somehow made be patient when clutching up into a five-minute conversation. That's how we bring you a podcast. Now on to our match point. Match point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. Hey, by the way, I got I to gotta give you a hard time about that. Just because of the fact that, uh, you know, Tunsama might be listening. And he'd be like, by the way, that wasn't a too loud ramble. That was, that's right, a reflections ramble. But apparently that's hey look, I don't know, man. It's a pot we're meant to talk. It's like it, all right, let, me, let me just say this. Let me just say this, Troy. As a caster, every single time that I'm casting it, it, whether it be Gears of War, Fortnite, Call of Duty, Valorant, it doesn't it, or if, whether I'm casting or hosting, it doesn't matter. Chat has always got to say, Why are these guys talking? Why aren't they starting the match? Brother, it's my job <laughs> to talk. I don't have a choice. I don't have a button, an easy button that I can press and start the match. Look, and Tunsama, this isn't any in any way directed towards you. Seriously, it's not. But the point is, that's our job is to talk, and that's what it's we true. do. We do have to talk a little bit, just a few times every once in a while. We we have to talk. Ah, oh, final thought. This is our final talking moment, though. However, uh, Taylor, Hopefully. mine is going to be to utilize utility especially in those clutch moments when I'm being patient. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I worked that in there. Right being an essay here. In my clutch moment. Uh-huh. But uh, I, yeah, dude, really utilizing my utility. There are so many times lately I've died and I've been like, I could have dropped that smoke there and not given him vision. Mm-hmm. I could have, you know, put that molly there and I didn't use it, right? Or, you know, like telling your teammate, like having communication in those clutch moments. Clutch not just being by yourself. For me, like sometimes it's a 2v2 situation, right? Um, that could be a clutch moment where I'm actually having good communication with you and saying, hey, what utility do you have that I can play off of? And thinking those things through. Hey, do you still have that arrow, right? Is your arrow been refreshed if you're a Sova? Can I go in? Like all those things. And so uh, for me, it's really utilizing my utility, especially in those clutch moments. That's fair. Utility is important. I got to start doing the same thing. I, I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better as you know playing breach, as you guys know breach main. Um, but yeah, I, I think I could still do a little bit better there. For me, my final thoughts is going to really be in conjunction with uh, obviously be patient when clutching up, and that's think things through. Clearly, I need to start doing that because I get too comfortable. I really do. I get way too comfortable. I think, oh, this is going to be an easy elimination, and I just go for it, and I get melted, or you know, I, I go to over rotate, and or I run into a blaze wall, and I end up dying whenever I actually clutched up the the match, and I have plenty of time. So for me, thinking things through, that's got to happen, and that's life in general, guys. I'm gonna get deep with it. That's life in general. You gotta think nice. things through, man, before you act. I gotta ask you, how toxic was the chat whenever that happened to you? Oh, you like, can hear in game, the clip. in game, like the in game chat. So, the, those were the people, by the way, that I picked up to play with, and good group of people. They have no idea who I am, what I do for a living, and like that I do a podcast, and all, so they yeah, know yeah, nothing yeah. about me. So, yeah. because you know, sometimes when people know, oh, you do podcasts, you cast, you know, they're, they're a little bit nicer. So I liked it because it was raw. These guys had no idea who I was, and I was just a yeah. random that they they roasted up. you. They roasted me so hard. I love they it. Were like that is embarrassing. How did I miss this moment in my life to they roast were like, you so they were easily? Like, oh, they roasted me so. And you know what? 
I took it because it was warranted because that yeah. that bad of a play, guys, I'm telling you that if you watch it, there's no excuse. There's no uh, excuse. Well, as Taylor said, if you want to see it, make sure you follow him on Twitter at Reflections. Myself at Too Loud TX. You can follow us on the podcast at The Valorant Show. Check us out there. Send your emails to thevalorantshow at gmail.com. Tell us all your complaints. Actually, just send your complaints directly to Taylor, not to me. Uh, but it. tell us what you like about the show as well. Uh, but <laughs> that, guys, thank you so much for your time. Taylor, take us out of here. Thank you so much for listening to the 17th episode of The Valorant Show. We hope to see you once again. But for myself, Taylor Reflections Noble, Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud, thank you so much for stopping by. We'll see you again on the next one. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there.